prepared last night while I was on the plane uh, that I felt like I needed to talk about and share. And so I'm not preaching a message to you this morning. I'm saying something to remind you this morning, you know, to tell you, hey, do this. And the reason I'm saying that to this morning is I believe that as we walk with the Lord, as we walk with the Lord, God speaks to us, amen, and that God speaks to us in seasons to tell us something, to keep something as a focus, to keep something maybe in a deeper way, to take something and say, hey, in this season, this is what I want you to do. It's not that we don't do it, okay, but it's almost like God magnifies something, God, God highlights something and say, hey, in this season, I want you to do this. Am I making sense to you? you know? there's, a, there's a discipline that we live life by, there's a cycle, there's a pattern, uh, there are habits that we live uh, life by, you know, whether it's pray, Bible says when you pray or when you fast or, or when you give, there is a cycle to it, you know, we consistently pray and we consistently give and we consistently fast, but, but, but there are times that the Lord says, hey, listen, I want you to take extra time out for prayer. Am I making sense to you? I want to, hey, I want you to fast. And it's not that maybe you don't fast, but, but there are times that the Lord calls. He gives you specific instructions. Am I making sense to you? So it's not that you don't know. It's just the fact that the Lord wants something. The Lord wants to do something. He's calling something. And he says, hey, I want to highlight this. Do this. Am I making sense to you? And so that is the content of my message today to us as IFC in this season. I feel like there are just two simple things. Uh, again, I'm not saying that you don't do, I don't think that we are not doing this. I'm just saying that in this season, the Lord said, keep it front and center. Does that make sense to you? Okay. It, 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 it's sometimes uh, the word of the Lord comes as exhortation. You know what exhortation means? Exhortation means something like this. I always tell the same story, but, 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 but exhortation means something like this. It's like the mother telling Johnny, Johnny, go clean your room. Johnny doesn't say, oh my goodness, I've had a revelation. Okay. It's not a revelation. Okay. It's because Johnny is supposed to, but he's not. Johnny knows, but he's not. And, and, and Johnny keeps playing the video game and, and, and so the mother now raises the voice a little, little, no, not too much, little bit higher. Johnny, did you not hear me? Right? Because if you heard me, then why aren't... Hello, somebody. And so many times the Lord says the same thing but a different way because we are not keeping it front and center. Am I making sense to you? And so this morning for our church, I just felt like this is something the Lord dropped and so I had to quickly uh, kind of obey that. And, and, and so, but I still put a title on it because I, I like to put titles on things just to help you. And so the, the title is, uh, and, and, and I'm glad they sang the last song, uh, uh, being Christ is my foundation. Amen. The rock on, amen, which I stand, I'll not be shaken. Amen. And so I want to just talk about this unshakable. Amen. Unshakable. Come on, look at your neighbor for a moment. Look at them eye to eye. Might require some faith, but look at them eye to eye and say, Neighbor, neighbor. I am unshakable. Amen. Unshakable. You know, the Bible says in Corinthians 15 58, I like the Amplified Bible. Therefore, my beloved brethren, also means sister and be firm, steadfast, immovable, immovable, hallelujah, immovable, am I making sense to you, 
immovable and like this always abounding in the work of the lord always being superior excelling excelling sorry doing more than enough in the service of the lord knowing and being continually aware that your labor in the lord is not futile it is never wasted and to no purpose it says this i like this <laughs> be firm steadfast immovable amen this morning i just put a small picture up of 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 of, of, of earthquake that took place in 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 japan some years ago and the reason i want to put it up is just to say something the ground shook only for 20 seconds only 20 seconds but in 20 seconds uh, 33000 people got injured 5470 people got killed 300000 people were left homeless 144000 buildings were destroyed only 20 seconds 20 seconds and a great damage hello somebody it doesn't take much just a little shaking it could be one phone call from the doctor's office hello somebody and and you are shaken am i making sense you get up in the morning and just one slight pain that you feel in a part of the body that you are not supposed to feel and suddenly all these thoughts and imaginations and and then all the things come flooding and suddenly grab hold of your emotions and grab hold of fear and anxiety and panic and you think what is happening and and i want to say to you this morning in this season i want to say to you listen you can live life unshakable amen unshakable unshakable you look 648 <laughs> the bible says the man who built on the rock is he is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock when the flood arose the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it could not shake it it wasn't the absence of the storm it was the presence of the storm that told the man that hey listen your house is strong cannot be shaken and so uh, being unshakable does not mean that there is an absence of a storm but in the storm it's telling you and saying hey listen doesn't matter how much it beats against your life doesn't matter how many phone calls come doesn't matter who says what listen you have built you have dug deep you are unshakable am i making sense to you you are unshakable you are unshakable uh, psalm 16:8 i have set the lord always before me because he's at my right hand i shall not be moved amen i shall not be moved psalm 55:22 cast your burden on the lord and he shall sustain you He shall sustain you. This is the Old Testament version of 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7. Cast all your care upon the Lord, for he cares for you. This is the Old Testament version. Uh, uh, it says cast your burden on the Lord and he cares for you. He says he shall never permit the righteous to be moved. To be moved. Am I making sense to you? And so I want to say to you this morning, listen, you've dug deep in the foundation of God's word. You are unshakable. Amen. Amen. You are unshakable. 
unshakable. I want you to hear my words this morning. You are unshakable. Amen. One of my other favorite verses in the book of Proverbs that, that I've been reading practically every day for the last almost two, two, two and a half years now, uh, and especially in the Passion Translation. And I think all Psalms and Proverbs you should read it in Passion, and that's just my suggestion. Rest, uh, maybe, maybe not, but, but, uh, but, but, but Psalms, Proverbs, okay. Rest, uh, it, it's not that, that, that uh, accurate. And, and so I want to say to you, Psalms and Proverbs, Great. And when it comes to this verse, I like it. And then he says something like this, my child. Now anytime the Bible says my beloved, my child, it's time to like cushion you up. Right? It's time to cushion you. I just thought I'd put that in. But, 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 but I like this. My child, never drift off course from these two goals in your life. To walk in wisdom and to discover discernment. Don't ever forget how they empower you. Amen. I like this. For they strengthen you inside and out. Wow. And inspire you to do what's right. You'll be energized. Refreshed by the healing they bring. They give you living hope to guide you. Not one of life's tests. Not one of life's storms. Not one of life's phone calls. Not one of life's people calling and saying stuff to you. Will cause you to stumble listen to this you will sleep like a baby you don't need melatonin (laughs) safe and sound your rest will be sweet and secure hello somebody secure (laughs) listen you will not be subject to terror For it will not terrify you. Nor will the disrespect will be able to push you aside. Because God is your confidence in times of crisis. And I like this. Keeping those blood pressure medicine away. That's what it says. That's the NIV translation. Nikki's international version. Keeping your heart at rest. In every situation. Hello somebody. I want to say to you. Listen. By the word of the Lord. You are unshakable. You are unshakable. Am I making sense to you? So some time ago. I was reading an article. In the success magazine. Regarding Warren Buffett. And, uh, and, and the whole article was an interview between these two people. They're interviewing you. And of course, uh, you know, they always ask like, you know, how come you're successful? How come you made a lot of money? How come blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. And, and, and so I was interested to just kind of read what he had to say. And, and what he said completely uh, was not what I was expecting. And he said two things, which I think is worth mentioning this morning. He said two things. He says... He said, number one, I was always certain of the unconditional love of my father. He said, I was always certain of the unconditional love of my father. He said, I knew that my father loved me unconditionally. And that gave me the confidence to step out. I thought he was going to write some success principles and this and that. He said, I was certain my father loved me. There is something that builds in our life when we experience the love of a father and more importantly the love of our heavenly father. 
Amen. And I want to say to you this morning, listen, by the Holy Spirit, the Bible says Romans 5, 5, hope does not disappoint. Amen. But it's the love of the Father poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so this morning I want to say to you, listen, God wants to pour out his love by the Holy Spirit for you to experience God as a father. Amen. As a father. And then the second thing he writes in the thing, he says, and one of the things I learned pretty early is that I learned to follow instructions. He said, because I went to school and, 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 and I went to school and there was exam going on and, 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 and so we all sat in school for exam and, and I took my sheet and I sat down and, and I started answering questions. And the first question was this, he says, listen, write your name on the top right side. Number two, read through all the questions first. And so he just kind of started answering questions. And about two, three minutes later, one girl next to him gets up and goes, puts a paper and walks out. And another person goes, another person goes, another person goes. And he's like, first of all, I know I am smarter than that person. And I know that I'm smarter than that person. And I know, how come they finished before me? And so he's answering, he's answering, he's answering, he's answering, he's answering, he's answering, he's answering. And about 35 minutes later, I mean, he's like the only one in the class. And like, he's answering. And the last question says, listen, don't answer any questions. Take the paper, turn it in, and walk out. And he was the only person who did not read the instructions. And, and, and sometimes what happens is this in our life that, that, that we sometimes look at, well, why is this happening and, and why did not that happen and, 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 and how come it's happening for them? And if you go back and look at your life and ask this simple question, did you follow instructions? Did you follow instructions? Am I making sense to you? And so the Bible is full of instructions. Amen. The Bible says man shall not live by bread alone, by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And so we have the written word of God and we have what we call the spoken word of God where God by the Holy Spirit, amen, takes those portions of scripture and speaks something as an instruction in our life, in the seasons that we are and says, hey, in this season, do this. Am I making sense to you? In this season, do uh, this. And then so this morning, I, I, I want to take a very familiar portion of scripture that you and me know. Uh, and, and again, pick up these two things from that and just remind us as I have said, hey, in this season, let's just do these two things. Okay? If not more things of the Lord says, but, but where, where we are right now, let's just keep these two things front and center. Is that Okay. And so, uh, the book of Romans, chapter number 4, let's read it together on the screen, okay? We are not reading a false document, we are reading uh, legal, we are reading the living, we are reading the life-giving word of God. Amen? And so, let's open our mouth out loud, uh, because we went to school and we know how to read English, and so let's read it together. Amen? 3, 2, 1. Therefore, it is of faith that it might... So that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not only to those who are of law. But also of those who are of the faith of Abraham. Who is the father of us all. As it is written. 
I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him. God who gives life to the dead. And calls those things which do not exist. As though they did. Who contrary to hope. In hope believed. So that he became the father of many nations. According to what was spoken. Amen. What was spoken. So the first thing I, wanted, I highlighted, I want to say to you this morning is, is, is learning to call those things which do not exist as though they did. The Bible says, Abraham, okay. Abraham, I like this, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. Right? He began to call out hope. Right? When there was no hope. There was no hope. He began to put it in his mouth. Amen. Began to put it in his mouth. What was no hope? God gave him a promise. You'll be a father of many nations that has no children. But, but he put it in his mouth. He put it in the mouth of his, his, his wife. Why? Because their names he changed from Abram to Abraham. Why? Listen, because you are a father. Am I making sense? Sarah, you are a mother. And it's, it's, it's calling. It's calling those things that are not as if they were. Amen? And so I want to say to you in this season, we need, we're going to use our mouth a lot more. <laughs> Amen? To learn to keep Calling, learn to making decrees, learn to making proclamation, learn to speaking up, calling those things that are not as if they were. Am I making sense to you? Let's read the next portion, uh, verse 19 onwards, 3, 2, 1. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced, he was able to perform. Amen. And the second thing I want to kind of bring front and center in this season for you to just kind of keep it, uh, is this, uh, don't waver. Do not waver. The, the, the Bible says he did not waver. Am I making sense to you? And so two things. Number one, calling those things that are not as if they were. And number two, to have a stability. Amen. To have a position of not wavering. Okay. And the Bible uses another word, which that's, that's what I actually want to bring into play, is use the word called double-mindedness. Okay, Double-mindedness. And so it's learning to use our mouth. Amen? It, 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 it's life and death. It's blessing and cursing. It's having the ability to open our mouth and call those things that are not as if they were. The Bible says in Hebrews 10 that Jesus Christ, the high priest or the house, it says, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And so there is a connection between us speaking and also having a double-mindedness. Am I making sense to you? 
Hebrews chapter number 3. It says, Therefore, holy brethren, also sisterin, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession. What is it that we are saying? Am I making sense to you? And so when we use the word confession, the word confession comes from these two words. One is the word called homo, which means same, and logia, which means word. Okay? And so when we use the word confession, it means to say the same word as what God says. Am I making sense to you? It is to say the same thing as what God says. Amen? It's the same thing as what God says. And then so, uh, let's just build it up step by step. It says, if we confess our sin. Okay. Well, what does that mean? That means, hey, when God looks at the action, when God looks at the attitude, whatever God calls it, that's what I'm going to call it. Am I making sense to you? I am saying the same thing of what God says regarding an action, regarding an attitude that took place. Am I making sense to you? I am not saying what the culture says. Because the culture will change. (laughs) And what was no longer a sin has become now okay. But but if God says it, that's what I am calling it. Am I making sense to you? So I want you to keep those thoughts in mind as I just build this up to taking all familiar verses that we know and just kind of adding it together. Mark chapter number 11. Okay. It says, and so Jesus answered them and said, have faith in God. Amen. Or have the faith of God. And then it goes on to say, for assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Amen. It's a familiar portion of scripture that we use when we're teaching on faith. But but I wanted to just again highlight some things. Whenever the Bible uses the word say, again, sometimes the English language is very boring. Because the English language has no description at all. And so sometimes it just says the same thing, we don't know what it means. Yeah. And then sometimes it doesn't have any power. You know, you, for example, you, 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 know, you say, well, well, that pizza <laughs> you know, is amazing and God is amazing. And, and you know, I hope the God is more amazing than pizza. Am I making sense to you? Are you understanding what I'm saying? You, you can say, well, well, I love Chinese food and, and I love God. I hope you have a little bit more passion for God than, than Chinese food. Am, am I making sense to you? So sometimes the words have, have no description and, and no understanding. And we all say, you know, and so sometimes we have to go back and kind of un, 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 unpack something and look at it. And, and, and so when the Bible says the word say, the funny part is in this part of the scripture, the word say, almost every time, not every time, but almost every time, it is using a different word. But in this language, just say the word same. Say, are you understand what I say? For example, it says, <laughs> "Have faith in God." I say, in the Greek, is the word called Lego. Okay, Lego, just like you play Lego and you build things, it has the same meaning in, in the Greek. It means to build something step by step. Build something in order. And and so, listen, you can say in a way that you are building something with the words of your mouth. 
Am I making sense to you? That step by step, you are building something. Am I making sense? Is the word called Lego. And then it says, whoever says, whoever says, is the Greek word ipon. And, 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 and what it means, it means to, to, to command or declare. It says, whoever says, whoever commands this mountain, whoever declares, whoever tells it with authority, move. And then so the second word, ipon, which simply means to, to, to say something because you've been authorized. You've been empowered that when those words come, that mountain is going to move. Am I making sense? It's different from Lego. Lego means you're saying something to build something step by step. Am am I making sense? And then it it, it goes on to say, it says, uh, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe those things. Uh, And he says, and whatever he says, that means he's building, he'll he'll have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, (laughs) whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. The third word that is there, it says, therefore, I say, Say to you is the word called lelio. It's a third Greek word, lelio. And lelio simply means this is that listen, your voice it has identity. What does that mean? For example, you know, we say, well, what makes you unique is there are some prints, right? For example, there are what, what, what we call a thumbprint, right? They say that nobody's thumbprint is, 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 is a eye print, right? They look at those kind of things. They look at dental things uh, that are there. But, but, but you also have what I call a voice print. That identifies you, right? For example, you can just pick up the phone and call somebody, hello, and they'll say hi. And they know who you are. If they know who you are. Am I making sense to you? Why? Because they recognize your voice print. Am I making sense to you? What does that mean? That means is this, that, that it's not just saying words. Right? You can say all you want to, you can record it on tape, play it again and again. It's not going to work. Why? Because the voice print tells the identity. That means it tells whether you're authorized or not. And so two people can say the same thing and have one have no result, one have a result. Why? Because one's voice print says, hey, this person has the authority. Am I making sense? Given by God, there is something that has been inputted in that person's life. The word of God is there. Therefore, he's saying with authority... Am I making sense to you? So, so, so it's not in some kind of, what did he say? What did he pray? I want to pray the same thing you pray. Listen, it's, it's not some kind of formula. Am I making sense to you? And I say a lot of people want prayers. Hey, I want to pray the same prayer he prayed. It's not a formula. Am I making sense to you? And so in Acts, they, this person tried to cast out demons. It's like... Paul I know is <laughs> like who are you why is this not working I'm doing the same thing that they're doing the voice print gives it away the voice print says hey there is no authority 
Am I making sense to you? And so this word lelio means that, hey, that's what the Bible says, my sheep hear. Why? Because they recognize the voice print. They recognize the shepherd. Am I making sense to you? Why? Because they've been spending time with the shepherd. There's a recognition. Am I making sense to you? That gives away, that voice gives away. Who is it that's speaking? Am I making sense to you? And so it's the word called lelio, which simply means a voice print. Am I making sense to you? And so you have this power of life and death. You have this power of blessing and curse. Where is it? It's in your mouth. Amen. And so here's what I want to say to you. When we study the Bible, we find this, that you begin to confess to come in agreement with what God says. Right? Sometimes when we sing the songs, the reason that we are singing the song is why? Because sometimes we got no faith. (laughs) And so we are singing why? Hey, listen, I need to come in agreement with what the word of God says, who God is and who I am and what's going to happen in my situation. Am I making sense to you? And so we are confessing in a song. Meaning we say we are coming in agreement. Am I making sense to you? And so, number one, we come in agreement. Number two, we confess to deposit in, my, in our heart. Right? The Bible says in Psalm 45 that my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. What does that do? That when I begin to confess something, when I begin to put something upon my mouth, I begin to write it on the tablet of my spirit. Am I making sense to you? Why? Because it begins to write something, it begins to deposit something in my spirit or in my heart. Am I making sense to you? That's why I always tell people, read the Bible out loud. Why? Because when you read, you are hearing something, it's writing something, don't read the Bible. Mm -hmm. Done. Next what do you have to do? (laughs) It's not a formula. It's not a to-do checklist. Am I making sense? You are depositing something. You know, we we, we use these words when we get uh, for salvation and stuff like that. You know, she says, but what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and with your uh, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now I want you to see the pattern. Mouth, heart. Mouth, heart. And then it switches. Heart, mouth. Why? Because you use the mouth to deposit something in your heart till your heart is so full that out of the abundance of the heart the mouth now speaks am I making sense to you and so a tree is known by its fruits, words, why? because root is there that we take and put something in am I making sense to you? so the third part of confession would be is this is confess to command the mountain to the place you want it to go right he said you shall say with command with declaration with a sense of authority move from here to there am I making sense to you move from here 
to there there is a sense of commanding there is a sense of de- uh, decree that comes out that when we begin to say these things why it obeys and lastly number 4 you confess what we just read in romans chapter number 4 confess to call those things that be not as if they were enforcing the decrees of the lord am i making sense to you you begin to call those things that are not that be not as if they were and and here's the tagline enforcing the decrees of the lord am i making sense to you what are the decrees of the lord the only difference between confession and in a, in a sense let me just bring these three words together because all people confuse people by saying all these things and nobody knows what they're saying so 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 decree simply means this decree means that the king okay the king has put in an order and an assignment in writing okay and has made it legal that's all a decree is okay is the king's word written with backing of his authority am i making sense to you and so let me say this nicely if the king did not decree anything you can't decree anything am i making sense to you and then so you got no power because the power comes from his decree am i making sense to you and so i see a lot of people we just got to decree it no you don't well, well the bible says in, in in the book of job that, that that you know you shall decree a thing and so shall it be established yeah that's the problem with the english language because the word decree there is not the decree that you're using it for is the word gazar gazar means to speak destruction it's <laughs> me hey listen you are called to speak decree that means speak destruction destruction to something that was not designed of god am i making sense to you why because god say if you read chapter number 22 of job this is because god said it now that gives me the power to enforce the decree why because the decree is not backed by my word is backed by the king's authority am i making sense to you and so if the king decreed something then by confession i come into agreement with it am i making sense i begin to deposit it in my life there's an authority that comes and i begin to call those things that are not of what the king said it should be and i begin to put it in my mouth and i start calling those things that be not as if they were and so it is not positive confession it is enforcing the decrees of the lord am i making sense to you this is not some just good saying this is not positive saying no it is enforcing what god said am i making sense to you it is backed up by the king's authority am i making sense to you and therefore it is important and so the lamentations i like this verse it says yet this i call to mind and therefore i have hope because of the lord's great love we are not consumed for his compassions never fail they are new every morning great is your faithfulness listen i say to myself i say to myself i say how in a lego manner <laughs> to build i say i don't say it one time i keep saying it in a way 
but it's building me from the inside out. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. I say to myself, that it's building, 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 it's building. I say, the Lord is my portion, the Lord is my portion, the Lord is my portion, the Lord is my portion. I started in a place where I felt like I don't believe it. God is on another planet. I feel like nothing is happening for me but I took the king's decree I began to call those things that be not in my life as if they were and as I began to declare those things suddenly I began to feel the faith rise up and when the Bible says that faith comes by hearing right hearing is a Greek word called rhema of the Lord right what is rhema? Rhema is, is not the written word. The written word is the decree. Right? It's the legal. But, but when God says, hey, this is for you now. Am I making sense to you? It's what Jesus did with Satan. Hey, it is written. What did he do? He took a portion that was there for now. Am I making And suddenly faith rose up. And so here's what I want to say to you this morning. I feel like we're in a time and a season. For us as IFC, there are a lot of things, let me say this carefully, that God said, that God told you that you need to stop praying about. Am I making sense? Why? Because this is already given a decree. Am I making sense to you? Now your role has changed. You are no longer praying about it, now you are making (laughs) taking your mouth and begin to call it what it is not for it to be. Am I making sense to you? And so, if the Lord said something to you, Am I making sense to you? And you prayed about it for a season. There comes a time that the Lord says, okay, now stop praying. (laughs) Now, you need to learn to start calling it. Am I making sense to you? Enforcing the decree of the Lord. Am I making sense to you? And, and so what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say very nicely to you this morning. There are a lot of situations I want to say to you, stop praying. <laughs> Why? Because the Lord has already given you a decree in that area. And what you need to start doing is start opening your mouth, right? start commanding it, and start enforcing the decrees of the Lord upon your marriage, upon your children, upon your health. Am I making sense to you? Upon your finances. Why? Because it's no longer taking the thing and bringing it to the Lord. It's now you walking of what the Lord gave and speaking to the situation. Am I making sense to you? And so I want to say this nicely to you. I know when we use the word stop praying, everybody goes crazy. Uh, but, 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 but God told Moses, stop praying. He said, listen, I already told you I'm going to move this thing in Exodus 14, 15. Walk through now. Am I making sense to you? And so, um, wow, I'll come back to it. I want to watch time. I want to come back to it and, and, and just finish this off. Uh, 
Let me read two more verses. Can I do that? that? This is, this is, let me just two more and tie, tie, tie it up. Okay. Uh, I, I like the amplified word because uh, I just like it because you know it's like right in your face, and it says more stuff nicely. And so sometimes I need help saying stuff nicely. See, it kind of says it for me. So, 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 are you ready to read with me? Huh? Let, let's read. Okay, three, two, one. Only it must be in faith that he asks with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. For hesitates, doubts is like a billowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. For truly let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asks for from the Lord. For being as he is, a man of two minds, hesitating, dubious, irresolute, he is unstable and unreliable, uncertain about everything he thinks, feels, and decides. I want to read the last part again. He says, a man of two minds. Now I know you are tempted to think about people right now. Just focus on the word, okay? Hesitating, dubious, irresolute. He, and please understand when he says he could be she also, okay? So don't, don't, anyway. Unstable, unreliable. Stop thinking about people. And uncertain about everything. He or she thinks, feels, decides. Am I making sense? He says, the, the problem with this person is he wants something from the Lord. He wants to receive something from the Lord. The problem with this person is that, listen, he knows that, that God wants to give something. But, but, but the problem with him is that he has a double-mindedness always. He says he has, he's always in two minds. Right? It's a Jekyll and Hyde, right? It's two minds. Have you met people like that? They are nice one minute and not nice the next minute. Don't look around. Are you understand what I'm trying to say? Right, right? Like, like so sometimes people are just so nice to you, and then they walk back to you like they don't even know you, and you're like, what happened? Like five minutes ago. Now, now what am I trying to say? Here's what I'm trying to say that I felt like the Lord dropped in my spirit, because I know the word double-minded, but I want to take it a bit farther. Now, every one of us, we come to places in our life, we are in two minds. Should I do this or should I do that? Do this? I'm not talking about that, but what I'm talking about is when it has become a lifestyle. You can't trust people. Why? Because they never follow through stuff. They're always changing their mind. They never get anything done. They're always 10 things on their mind. Listen, if you've always got stuff on your mind, something is wrong with you. You need what I call deliverance. Why? Because, please understand, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power and love and what? A sound, logical mind. Am I making sense? Do you? Yeah, we could have a hundred and one things, but because of the Holy Spirit in the world, I am able to bring a singleness and follow through. Am I making sense to you? And so what happens? It affects people's marriages, people's relationship. They never commit to anything. They're always backing out. Can I get a rain check? Can I, you know, they'll be excited one moment about something and out the next moment. Am I making sense to you? There is nothing consistent in that person's life. Why? Because they've always had what I call a double-mindedness as a lifestyle. 
Am I making sense to you? As a lifestyle. They can't get sure hold of something and follow through. And so the Bible says, and Abraham did not waver. I'm just talking about that one incidence in his life. I'm not talking that he had a lifestyle like that, but I just wanted to pick that up because every time that the Bible talks about confession, every time the Bible talks about speaking something, every time the Bible talks about uh, having a stability, it brings in the sense of double-mindedness. What causes people to lose grip? What causes people to lose perseverance? What causes people to give up? Am I making sense to you? And people, it becomes a lifestyle. And especially, we are living in a generation where, where everything is now mental illness. Mental illness. And, and the medical world has introduced another word which has become very common called autoimmune. Everything they can't say, oh, that's just autoimmune. But, but I want to say to you this morning, God has the complete power and it's easy to heal autoimmune stuff. Why? Because it has nothing to do with the medical world. It has everything to do with God's world. Am I making sense to you? And so I... The reason I'm saying this because I was saying this, I felt like some of you this morning, God already told you, you are healed. And you need to get your mind out of the gutter and put it where it belongs and stop praying about your thing and start declaring that your autoimmune stuff is gone. You're not that person. You are healed of the Lord. You are a hold of the Lord. And you need to keep moving the direction that you need to be moving. Why? Because the king made a decree. Am I making sense? Yeah. And then so, I, I'm not saying anything that you don't know, but I'm here just to enforce something, because I feel like this morning, this message might not be for everybody, but it's for a few people this morning, I know for sure. Why? Because I'm seeing things that, 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 that the Holy Spirit is right now wanting to jump in and say, hey, did I not tell you? then why are you letting your emotions run your life? Am I making sense to you? Run your life. Why are you not letting your gift bloom? Why are you not getting involved in relationship? Why are you holding back? Because I have not stopped my purposes for your life. And so, I, I, I just want to say to you, many times, and, 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 and I, 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 I kind of close with this, with, uh, uh, the Bible says this word again in, in the book of James chapter number 4. It says, uh, draw near to God and he will draw nigh to you. Right? Draw nigh to God. Draw, draw near. And then it says, cleanse your hands. Right? It says, cleanse your hands, you sinners. And then it goes on to say, purify your hearts. Right? If you purify your heart, then you'll be stable because a person who has an unclean heart and he again brings that word, is unstable and unreliable. And usually when there is double-mindedness, usually there is, a, there is what I call two things. Number one, there is, number, there is a spirit of rejection. Okay. Why? Because people are always avoiding you. Why? Because there is some fruit, there is some toxin that they see. You might not see it. Well, I'm a person, I quote the Bible day and night. I'm the person, I, yeah, but, but there is something not right. 
there is some sting that is coming from the root that needs to be healed of. And number two, when there is a rebellion, what happens? Something gets like an impurity in our hearts. Am I making sense to you? And it begins to direct our thoughts. And so, I want to just simply say to you this morning, this morning I'm not trying to preach, I'm not trying to give you, I'm just trying to say something very simple that I felt like the Lord dropped in my spirit yesterday, that that, that I, I feel like, listen, in this season, open your mouth. And start calling those things that are not as if they should be according to decrees that the Lord has put in your life and what God has said about you. What has God said about your marriage? What God has said about your finances? What God has said about your health? Am I making sense to you? I just feel like this season, there are a lot of you, you need to break that open, door open with your health. You need to break that door open. Why? Because God said it, you are. And I want to assure you, you are. Yes. And then, so this morning, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not just, again, I just feel like this is something on the heart of the Lord that, that I'm just kind of passing on to you. Don't waver. And it's just not natural I'm talking, sometimes you need a freedom from it. You need a deliverance from it. Am I making sense here? Deliverance is not a bad word, okay? It doesn't make you any spiritual immature. It doesn't make you any, no, no. We all need, I need, okay? We all need, okay? To be set free from those things that subtly come in our life and they take root and, and we don't know how it's controlling our emotion, controlling our, our, our direction and then we become slowly, slowly double-minded in everything, having two minds and, and become unreliable and become person that, that suddenly fear creeps in and we're like, I better not do it anything and, and we might even cover it up. I don't want to do this because I want to always do a good job. No, you're allowing fear to operate in your life. And so, I, I, I just thought this morning um, to pass it on to you. <laughs> Is it okay? Is it okay? And so, I feel like I'm done. I feel like I did what the Lord put upon my heart. Would you stand with me this morning? And I want to close and... and And some of you, I want to say to you, as you walk out of this place, in some areas, I'm not saying in all that, but in some areas, you need to stop praying about some certain things. Start declaring, start calling those things that are not, and don't waver. Don't be in two minds about it. Am I making sense to you? And it's just not thinking positive thoughts. It's allowing the anointing of God to come in and make you free. Amen? Make you free. Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you this